0: The intention, Jamie, here is because you said you're also willing to invest. The intention of the best suited outcome for us, would it be you finding a path to start a business under your business or would it be to reduce overwhelm?
1: I'm doing good at building the business inside the business. I think I've got all of those pieces ready to go. I don't think I'm missing clarity around that. It's definitely the overwhelm on the other side, like
0: trying to make it happen. Beautiful. What is it that gets you overwhelmed?
1: Tell me Um, a little bit more. I think I'm not prioritizing properly. I get overwhelmed because my collective business, it's what I know. And it doesn't scare me in any way. Like it's just, you know, A, B, C, D, do these things, get them done. And then I'm always thinking too. I'm always like improving things. So then I, (laughs) and I do things for other people. So like I'm letting that, take my time and my prioritization over the physicality of really getting going on the life coaching business. Does that make sense? Did I answer your question? Yes,
0: and <laughs> So what I'm not hearing is what gets you overwhelmed. I understand you're getting overwhelmed, but what is it? What is it that as a, is it because there's too many people looking in the center? Is that what is getting you overwhelmed? Is it because you can't find time for your life coaching business? Is what's getting you overwhelmed? What is the trigger of you feeling the whole um...
1: I've signed up to do almost too much for one, definitely too much for one person to handle. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Amazing. So so
0: tell me in what all have you signed up for? Let's list um, it out.
1: Well, besides booking the clients, then I also assist them in marketing. I do all of my own web updates, design schedules. I do all of my own social media which I'm pretty prominent on there. Um, I'm also a member of the Chamber of Commerce. I'm a member of the Soundtown Business Association. Um, I do all my own marketing. I've uh, got someone who helps me a little bit on designing, and she's definitely helping me um, to get ready to launch the life coaching part of my, you know, the new part of that. So I've got a little bit of help there, but then I clean the space. I... (laughs) you know I do all of it It's, it's a one woman show and no one can really believe it when they find out that it's just me I would not
0: either why do you think that you do everything what is the motivator for that
1: I think it keeps coming down to I think I can't afford it but okay yeah I need to train my brain to find the value in the investment and so that's where I keep getting stuck
0: Okay. Uh, do you mind sharing what do you make as revenue for the company right now? For the center right now, generally,
1: we are bringing in about eight thousand or so a month. So that's about
0: ninety something thousand a year, yeah. 95, yeah. ninety five ninety thousand a year, yeah. right? And what would you say is the profit margin?
1: Well, I've invested, reinvested over and over because I remodeled. So it's a little bit difficult to say. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know how to answer
0: that properly. So here is something that you want to understand, Jamie. Uh, this is how you want to think about your business. Well, and it's a classic thing that you're doing, by the way. This happens with most entrepreneurs that have started with their own hands, which is every entrepreneur, is that every business that we build, or the first business that you build, you build it with your bare hands. You are doing everything. When I started a Coach, I was doing the website. I was running the ads. I was recording the videos. I was... Recording the production, everything was done by me. It's done with your hands, and when you do that, it becomes a little bit of a challenge to really be able to see why do I need more people, right? Because we are fearful of, does it? It's going to cost money. Will they do? They're not going to do the job as good as I'm going to do. They're not going to be able to. You know, it's going to cut into my profit at the end of the year. It's going to cut into my revenue. It's going to cut into my things, right? So there's a model that we came up with and that model is called a model of finding out how much does it cost for you to do that task mm. versus if that task was done by somebody else. Mm. So what we're going to do is we're going to use the 80,000 and we're going to say, that's your annual income. Let's just assume that, right? So all of that money is generated by Jamie it's Jamie's income. Once we do that, that gives us that every month, uh, sorry, $96,000, right? So let's do 8000 8000 is easier, right? $8,000 is what you make. Let's say that is divided by, um, let's say you're working 40 hours a week. I'm just going to give random, number, like simpler numbers for mathematical reasons, right? 40, 80, it's 160 hours a week is what you work. That way, that puts you at 50 bucks an hour, right? So Jamie's, an hour's investment is $50. Right, so if Jamie does something, it must be worth 50 dollars for her to be able to do that. Mm. Right Now, when you consider, say, cleaning the space, now I don't know how big the space is, but cleaning the space usually would cost 150 bucks, and three people will come and get it done in an hour, let's say, right? If you were doing a proper cleaning, something like that, again, depends on the space, but let's say hypothetically, that's the price. That would mean that's three hours Jamie's time that they, she would have to pay. For somebody to come and do the entire job. Now, how long does Jamie take to clean this space,
1: right?
0: Right? And if let's say the space is small and it only takes Jamie 30 minutes to clean the space, maybe the cleaners only need it once in two weeks, right? Because they're going to come in, they're going to move everything, clean everything, complete a different vibe to clean something, right? Same for anything else that you may be doing right now. Scheduling. If it takes Jamie an entire day to schedule everything out that's uh, 50 into eight hours, about 400 bucks. If an assistant can do that for less than that at 20 bucks an hour, let's say, well, it's worth investing in the assistant because otherwise you're actually spending more money than what you would if you were doing it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like how you treat an employee in some way, right? When somebody comes in, let's say you hired a manager, a CEO of a company, you don't tell them to go fix your website, Right? Because the CEO, the dollar value per hour is so high that to fix a button on a website, it's just a useless activity for this person to do. They should never be doing it. It's better for them to sit around and think than for them to go fix a website button. Now they can be obsessed about it and so forth. It's a completely different conversation, but that's not what they should be doing. Even if it needs to be fixed, somebody should be going in and fixing it because the person that's fixing it is probably costing them 30 bucks an hour a CEO probably got a thousand bucks an hour or more, right? So it really depends on the quality of work that you get to do, is what your price is. So if Jamie is the owner operator of the business, her price is, say, 50 bucks an hour, when she does a 25 buck an hour work, it's actually less valuable to the company. Because every single time, let's say for it, and I'm just gonna expand the scenario a little bit for you, right? So let's say you make 50 bucks an hour, right? If you were to focus on your life coaching business in the four hours a week that your assistant can do the scheduling and the cleaners can clean the place that gives you, say, six hours a week or four hours a week that are free for you. Let's say in six hours, you're able to generate one new client at $3,000, right? It's six hours, one client, $3,000, right? If you're able to do that week after week, every week, that's an additional 9,000 to $12,000 for a business. That doubles the business in one year if you just did that for every week, right? Because every week as you do that, you expand the capabilities, the true capabilities of Jamie. And then let's say delivery is included in that. So it's six hours a week, three hours of delivery, three hours of client creation. Even if you created a client every other week, it still almost doubles your business.
1: Yeah. Right. This and- is amazing what this like instant reframe can do for the way you think yeah. about this. Instant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that is present to you right now? Like, as I gave you this mathematics, now this mathematics may work a little bit different for you because, you know, you have to sit with the numbers, you have to see what's your profit margin so you can figure out what's your budget to be able to invest in an assistant, right? So that's why I asked for profit margin because what happens is when you know your profit margin and, or if you don't know, you set up what profit margin you would like at the end of the year, what happens is you will find out what projects are important or not important. Let's take another example, okay? Let's say you're making $96,000 a year. Let's say your profit margin is 30%, right? 30% is going to give you about $30,000 in profit, a little less than that, right? You got $30,000 in my profit that I take away home every year, right? Great. An assistant, when you try them, and if they're not increasing income for you, you will, of course, hire them, right? But when you hire them, the first one's going to cost you $2,500. Right Somebody who's like simple assistant just a scheduling, it's not somebody that your senior staff member, it's somebody who's a junior that is going to come in, or somebody who, who wants to do very simple jobs, right? Somebody who's, who's at that level. So $2,000, 2,500, maybe a part-timer doesn't even need to be full-time. right? So that's where you start the journey. you go, OK, so that's what I'm going to pay. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a $2,000 test, right? Mm-hmm. Now out of the 30,000 that I make, I'm testing for 2,000, right? which gives you the capability of saying, when I add this person to my payroll or my contractor role, can I increase my income as they play this role in my company? And if you see a net increase in income in the first one, two, three months of their working with you, you know it's worth investing the $24,000 that they're going to make in a year from you because your overall income is going to go up, right? Because when, let's say the example of you work six hours, you get one client, you make 3000 every time you get a client. You get four clients a month or three clients a month. You make $9,000 more. It's probably mostly profit, which means now this this assistant has actually given you the time to actually double your income. Actually, more than double your income because coaching will probably mostly profit because the cost of operating is very low. Yeah. Right? So you're thinking in context of what is my profit margin? How much can I afford to test something? so I can free up my time and that actually increases my income. So what happens with that is every single time your income increases, your hourly rate goes up. So Jamie right now was 50 bucks an hour. Jamie next year will be 100 bucks an hour, 200 bucks an hour, 500 bucks an hour, 1000 bucks an hour, whatever that the number is, now you get to play. You get to get, okay, a thousand bucks an hour person does not reply to emails or 500 bucks an hour does not reply to emails. I have a person that replied to emails. It doesn't do the cleaning. Somebody does the cleaning. The person does not deal with whatever organization is required. It may even be that this person doesn't even go to the center because center is managed by somebody else. And she just comes into, you know, as an owner operator once in a while, right? Sure. Because the person that is making that kind of money is not required in that setting. That much. So what you're doing is not only setting up a system for now, you're setting up a system for future growth. How does that feel in context of the overwhelm that you're dealing with?
1: It feels great. I hired an assistant once for the collective business and it didn't work out. She wasn't what she said she was. And I, I learned some lessons and let her go. And then after she was gone, I was just kind of so relieved to sort of, you know, get it back in my hands that I hadn't tried it again. But you know, since then I've you know, taking on this this next level of things that I that I'm doing with with you, of course. So it's way past time. And I think honestly, a lot of my money stuff is not always my relationship with money, but my husband's and the way he he saw me investing, but to him it was fear. And so I picked up on a lot mm-hmm. of that from him. And so I got lost in it, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. How does it feel that now that relationship is coming to a close and is that an easy transition for you guys or it's going to be hard?
1: Well, we're, we're mutual. We're mutual about it in a way that this was as far as we could take each other. And that's the truth. 12 mm-hmm. years have changed a lot. So, so far, as far as that part goes, it's it's good. That, that part of the understanding. But yeah, releasing someone else's shit and their relationships with things, is, it's going to be... Amazing to find out my relationship with money, my relationship with work, my relationship with all these things. So sometimes just the
0: people that are around us, even unconsciously, define how we show up in the world. And so you have to change your reality around you to be able to shine, like you said. Is there anything else, Jimmy, that you would like to discuss today, or does this feel
1: complete for the moment? Um, Well, where I kept getting stuck was the who I serve or want to serve. And I had gotten stuck there so many times where because you know, it's just like everyone, you want to serve everyone, the thing, blah, la la. And I am so you consider who you're around and I, I serve people in the spiritual community, but a lot of them don't have a ton of money. And or they in general are a little bit flaky. Right. And so I know I'm going to serve them. They're going to be part of what I do, but I don't want to just go for them right away. And, then, and I know that's a an arching assumption, but because I know there's tons of spiritual entrepreneurs that make a lot of money, but I don't feel like I'm prepared enough to be their servant yet. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So what I came up with as far as being sort of like a clarity coach is I came up with, I help high performers and busy entrepreneurs to go from feeling overwhelmed and lost to calm and fulfilled as they are led to light the fires of transformation to remove any energetic blocks so that they can gain clarity on their path and purpose.
0: I know that's so, long. No, it's okay. okay. Long is fine. I want to get clear on what it is. So from what I'm hearing, you want to help individuals find clarity through energetic work or work with spiritual energy. Is that is that what you're trying to, trying to say?
1: Yes, and because I've been a professional my whole life, right? I come from the corporate world like many of us do. And so to this day, I still walk that line of working in a linear way with entrepreneurs and business people and also holding space energetically with the tools and the gifts that you know I've learned and honed over the years. So I put everything together to really help people and help anyone. So what I do work with and I tend to be around a lot are high performers and entrepreneurs. So yes it would be what I've learned through the coaching methodologies, and energetic work. Okay, so
0: the reason why I'm asking this is because the clearer you are of who you're speaking with, the better will be and the less conflicting will be your idea of what your niche should be. Niche is not about the specifics that sometimes people talk about. They need to be at this age. They need to be male or female and so forth. Niche is more about knowing who you're speaking with and what problem you solve. That's really what it is, right? So when you say what you just said, it it actually confuses the person instead of clarifying. Right? Okay. Also, because you caveated it before by saying I don't want to talk to the spiritual community because they tend to be flaky and not wealthy and so on and so forth, which means your heart's somewhere else. You're trying to find a niche that's not in your heart. You're trying to fit yourself into a model instead of saying what's true, what's honest, and who is it that I want to help and how I want to help them. Every niche in anywhere, you can talk about the craziest niche where you think people don't have money and people have money. There's there's no problem with money in this world. People tell that story to themselves, but that's not true. When you truly desire something, you find the money, right? So it's not a problem. It's a problem.
1: I know I'm definitely telling myself that. I know that.
0: Yes. So don't worry so much about will somebody have money or not. Worry so much about do you understand what problem they have and can you solve it right because if it is a problem they will find the money it will not be an issue they might be able to find a little less than what you want right now but over time they will find all that you want in your business it's not we make it more complicated than it needs to be okay okay
1: so, so let's say i go with my heart and i say i serve spiritual entrepreneurs you know and i you know tame that down a little bit at least for my initial this is what i am or what i do with that said, and then I go wholeheartedly into building this that way, how does that work for people who aren't, say, spiritual entrepreneurs? Do they tend to find you anyway because that's something that they're searching for? Does it take away these high performers from being interested that aren't in the spiritual business? So, again, I think you're overthinking
0: and overcomplicating <laughs> your life Okay, You're overcomplicating your life here.
1: Okay. There is-
0: Nobody that is successful that is not spiritual. Okay, yeah. They may have a different version of spirituality than what you think, but they are all spiritual. They all believe that there is something that is beyond them that guides them. That And they they may say it in more practical terms, but they do believe. There's a reason why books like Untethered Soul do so well. It's mostly entrepreneurs that read that book, but it, and he is an entrepreneur who wrote that book, but it's, a, it's purely a metaphysical book. Right. And there are many other books like that. If you go to a highly successful spiritual leaders workshop, they tend to have people who are business owners. So everything that you're telling yourself is a story about, uh, are they spiritual or not? Everybody's spiritual. They have a different way of looking at spirituality. For certain than you, but that's true for everyone as well. And that's not your job to fix their spirituality. Your job is to help them guide through their spirituality right. and integrate what you know about spirituality. Right. right? So exactly. everybody is spiritual in one way or another. They might be religiously spiritual or spiritual in the way we talk about universe, very metaphysical. They may be spiritual in how they show up in their relationships. Everybody's spiritual. Right. There's mm-hmm. nobody who is who is out of that realm. Now, when you talk about a spiritual entrepreneur, I'm assuming you're talking about people who speak the word of spirituality or they're guides in some way. Is that what you mean when you say they're spiritual entrepreneurs? Right. That's guides, tarot creators, like that kind of stuff, right? Right. So, if you're talking to them, you need to find what's their problem because that's a different category of people, and they have a very different set of problems than somebody that runs a tech company and is also spiritually bent.
1: Yeah,
0: well, I mean, I know their problems. It's what I do now. Yeah, so if you know their problems, you speak to their problems and give solutions to their problems. More successes you have with individuals that have that problem, the more likely you are to become a dominant uh, authority in that space. Mm -hmm. There's no, the, the whole thinking of that they don't have money or they don't have resources. They have resources. That's how they survive, especially if they live in areas where you are. Yeah. It's expensive as shit to live there. If they can afford to live there, they know how to make money. They have a different narrative, and maybe that's the narrative you are working with. I have no idea what is the challenge that you solve, but be more interested in the challenge they need to solve and solve it for them. Okay. And sometimes, and I'm speaking out of turn, because it, and I don't know exactly the people that you're talking to a lot of individuals that I've met that kind of complain about similar things that you talked about, it's because they find it hard to make sense of the world that is around them and they want to be comfortable by saying, you know, I live in the 5D world, I'm in the 4D world, because yeah. it's safe to be there. So they don't want to come down to the world where everything is practical yeah. and you have to actually do You know things. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, then our inquiry should be, A, can I bring them to this? displaying because if I can help them come to display and go through the pain of building something real and not just talking about it in the air, then well, one case study means I have everybody that is in that field saying, please help me. Yeah. Right. Because that's the pain that that's a common thread that all of them have. Yeah. All you need to do is create one winner because they will go, oh, holy shit, how did that person who was exactly where I was six months ago playing a different game? How did they move up the ladder? How did they come to reality? There must be something that happened. Well, that's your success story to tell again and again and again. And there are so many case studies and so many success stories in this plane that are very spiritual, very meta, but can make sense of the world as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was super helpful. I appreciate it.
0: What would be your action steps from here, Jamie?
1: My action steps are to first, sit with this and contemplate it before I just jump and really see how this fits into my life. Starting with the reframing around money and and the assistant really kind of embody that first and then take that step. I literally already have a comprehensive list of what this person could do. It's already ready to go. It's ready to go. So I already put the feelers out on Monday with people that I spent time with. I held a facilitator circle that I am looking for an assistant. So that's already in the universe. And I'm just going to make one, a monetary investment and move the money in a way that I know what my investment in this is and a timeframe for testing this out with yep. someone.
0: Um, Beautiful. And I want you to use your accountability group because you're part of Accelerate. Use yeah. your accountability group to keep yourself accountable, okay. to work with on making sure you're doing the actions that you just stated. Okay. okay. I want to know an update on what's happening. Okay. I want to know an update how you're resolving this. And what you're choosing to do with your life coaching stuff, Jamie, is a very important work because a lot of spiritual leaders never see the life of day or the message being out in the world because of the same challenge that you suggested. Like they find it really hard to make practical sense of what they are experiencing in the metaphysical plane. So it would be great if you could help them relate to the world that they actually live in. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I'm really good at that. I love doing that. People come to me, they've always been drawn to me. It's so strange to what I've been doing my whole life until I named it and stopped giving advice and figured out how to coach. So thank you <laughs> for that. Beautiful.